Yeah, go ahead. Welcome to the Inebriated Debrief, coming to you live from the Peach State Bunker Studios. Here once again with my, my homie, Mr. Payne. Good afternoon. Yeah, how Evening. we doing? Good morning, good night. How, whenever you're listening it's to all this. The, yeah, whenever you decide to listen, we're here for that. Now, we got our, our guest today, Mr. James Anderson. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Dude, living the dream. Name, rank, and serial yeah. number, sir. <laughs> Bank account, social security. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Damn I didn't even ask before we started. What branch were you in? I was in the Army. All right, right on. Go ahead and start this up real quick, dude. This is the uh, the inebriated debrief, so. Mmm, <sighs> frosty. <sighs> Sipping on a little Eagle Rare. That's little nice. Eagle Rare, that's a, uh, that's a Millie Light right there, too. Real Just nice. To keep it real American there. So what's going on, gents? How, uh, how y'all doing today? I'm good. I'm drinking White Claw. That was open. I don't know if I opened it before I got out of the gas station or not, but on the way over. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, ain't thirsty. no laws when you're drinking the claw. Now. That's right, That's baby. Said, dude. Tall boy. Speaking of that, you know that dude got in like trouble for that saying. Who? Who? Uh, the oh god, dude, the the TikToker. I can't think of his name. Oh, oh, he's oh. dude. There's all the videos uh, yeah. on it, but like. I know who you're talking about. I don't I, know his name, but he was doing a, a podcast interview and he was talking about that like he got in trouble with White Claw because they started making shirts. They started making like shirts and they oh, did, I don't well, think yeah. they, I don't think they used the exact symbol, but they used a very like spinoff and yeah, they and, and was writing like ain't no laws when you're drinking like he got like sued like it was a whole big deal like cease and desist and all yeah, yeah. a trademark law ain't, ain't no joke man cease but, and desist yeah and I don't I think they were able to I don't know if he had to pay out or not but I thought they're saying like there was enough difference with the logo and some of the stuff that they were able to get away with it, but still. It's, the, it's like that parody law. Again, yep. like if you get enough to change, you're in the clear, but it's like a certain percentage. Yep. And I want to say it's like 15 or 20% difference because like you don't want to get too drastic where you're like, I don't recognize the logo, but you don't want to be not enough to where you're like, that's blatant copy. Mm-hmm. Well, I was watching Suits and in one of the episodes, I don't <laughs> know would. how accurate this is. <laughs> But in one of the episodes, they were talking about for, like, patent infringement, like, mm-hmm. it's under 30%. So anything over 30% is, or maybe it was 28%. That's anyway, so right arbitrary. There, like, how do you even gauge that on a logo? Like, what, yeah. what, what is a percentage of a logo? I don't know. Now, this, you... they, were, they were discussing, I think this was tech stuff. Like, they're talking about, like, programming and code. Mm-hmm. Like, it had to be, like, like, whatever, like, the law for the patenting or whatever. It was, like, if it's under 30% or 28%, like... It was good. They can't touch it. But as soon as you step over that, then you're in, in line for, I guess, copyright. Is a now become a legal advice podcast. Send in your <laughs> yeah, questions so about trademark law. You just you ask me a question. I'll go watch that episode Suits, and I'll get back to you. Uh-huh. Don't you yeah, because like that's because clearly that's real. Because I don't know. It's like what's it? Logos, music, IP. But that's also another thing. It's like the samples. Like with music, you have like stuff you can sample and whatnot. But like artwork's the same way. And then mm-hmm. once it goes to public domain, it's free game at that point. Yeah, it's like 120 years. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I think Steamboat Mickey yep. is like public domain now. It's like uh, shit like um, like really old hymns, like Amazing Grace and stuff like that. Because yeah, there's some stuff where it's so old and ingrained into society to where you can't really copyright it. Yeah. Uh, like I know when... The, the American flag. Winnie the Pooh, when it lost its thing, it came public domain, and the first thing... Then he became, movie. became the president of China. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Well, what was the big one that just changed a couple years ago? Um, that became like completely legal to that everybody was. Oh God, that's gonna kill me. I can't think of it. 
know. I know there was a, I know there was a drug, but there was something like logo design. Ah, whatever. Maybe Paul McCartney owns the rights to uh, Happy Birthday. Does he? Yeah, he bought the rights to Happy Birthday. That's why you never hear it. Like you never hear the song that everybody sings for someone's birthday. You never hear that in TV. You never hear it on the radio or anything like that. They'll like come up with and the same thing with restaurants. Like you know, uh, Hooters. You go yeah. there and it's like fried chicken. Country ham, it's your birthday. Hot damn. Hot damn. Whatever it is. Oh, wow. Let me get a chicken wing with that shake. <laughs> they do the PG you? version. It's like fried chicken, country hog, it's your birthday hot dog. You bring your children up there. <laughs> well, like, you know, I appreciate them being respectful of my... It's been a few days. Of my, <laughs> my degenerate children. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, uh, how's the week going? It's been going good, going good. Uh, and barber school. So, yep. how's that going? going good. Did a few haircuts. You got an impressive beard. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've uh, been growing it out since I got out of the Army or the National Guard back in February. Okay. So this has been growing since January. And, I was uh, going to say, one of the last times I saw you, I think, was right after you had to shave it to go back in. Yeah. I had, I, it, yeah, because yeah. I was on uh, medical leave when I had the uh, my back injection. And then I had to shave, get back in uniform. And then it was just a... Dealing with the military, shit show, with trying to get paperwork and process for like a, a, a chapter three for a medical retirement. And then I finally was like, I, I like to keep my sanity. So I just said, F it. I'm getting out. I'm 100% with the VA already. Yep. So I wasn't losing too much. And people just didn't want to do their job. And it was just one of those, you know what, to keep my sanity, to keep me. Because that's the thing is, like, being 100%, I was like, here's my profiles. Here's this. Can't do the PT test. Can't go to the range. I was like, I'm broken. Well, why can't you pass a PT test? Because I, I can't even do the push-ups and sit-ups, my dude. Like, all I can do is a two-mile walk or two-and-a-half-mile walk. I'll pace that out for you guys if that's what you want. Yeah. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do a nice little pace. And I just finally said, you know what? I'm done with it. I'll just get my ETS. And it took them. So I got out. February 23rd, I got my final DD-214 and my discharge certificate paperwork two weeks ago. Jeez. It took them that long. Six I mean, months. That's, that's yeah. well, that sounds was also like me, government work, government time. Me harassing them because they said I was supposed to have it within 90 days, and I was like, that's not going to happen. Nope. But what I did learn from the, the VFW, they had a um, that We Care Vets event. Yep. If you get out of the service, you have... One year and 120 days when you separate for your SGLI to switch it to VGLI. So what you got, like your health insurance while you were in, you can transfer it into the veteran side. No physical, no nothing. $36 a month, just like I did when I was, you know, the LES every month. No, no questions asked. And that's probably one of the biggest benefits that goes wasted. And I jumped on it immediately. And I was oh, like, yeah. poof, 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 poof. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that information at all. There was so much stuff that at the We Care Vet event at the Cobb uh, Civic Center that I'm over here. I was like, why is this not being pushed out as people are getting out? And I was like, you know, they do like, oh, you got to do your, your was it out processing briefs and all this. And a lot of it is, you know, don't beat your wife, don't drink, don't kill yourself, you know, type of thing. And it's just like, well, what about my benefits? And the moment you say the B word, benefits, they're like, oh, oh um, go talk to your, your VA rep. Who's my VA rep? You got to call and find out. That's on you. Mm -hmm. Yep, that sounds about right. That's uh, 
kind of how they pushed us out. What do they call it? Steps and taps, I believe. Mm-hmm. So in the moment, to, three <laughs> the days moment of them gone. like sitting in a classroom, them telling you like the most bullshit common sense stuff, like hey, like you said, you know, if you need to go to education, you need to go to school, you can do this and that. Don't hit people. Don't don't beat people up. Don't kill yourself. Don't do that. Do you all agree to this? Yeah, sure. I'm getting out. Whatever you need. And you're just like, I want to leave. I want to yeah. leave. I want to <laughs> leave. And then that's the thing. That's the th- I will say the one thing that does suck is guys that I still see are in, you know, see them taking photos and see them doing stuff. It's like, ah, oh, dude, I miss that. Mm-hmm. And then every young guy getting in, I tell him, I was like, one piece of advice I can give you, take pictures. Yep. Disposable camera, preferably. <laughs> I was like, and be smart when you take photos. You know, don't take photos when you're doing illegal stuff. Yep. But if you're going on a mission before you go out that gate or before you go on to the range, get you and your buddies to take a photo. I was like, that was the one thing I did for the first eight years. Never took any photos. When I was like, oh, this deployment, I'm like, I'm the guy taking the photos, but I'm not in the photos. And I was like, oh, mm. it's like, that sucks. And like, see everyone else. And it's just like, hey, man, if you can get in the photo, get in the photo. Rotate people out or something. Because like, that's how you get your memories versus you get drunk and you're like, I miss the military. Get that one dude you, nobody liked. Take the photo, bud. This is why we keep you around, okay? So the reason you come out. So you, I'm, I'm interested in this. You were in the, you said you went back and you went National Guard. I was National Guard the whole way. The whole way, okay. So yeah. you were in during COVID and all that shit, right? So before COVID. 2020, basically, yeah. the whole so shit show I did of the year. a deployment to Afghanistan, deployment to Kosovo. And then I went on my most recent deployment was back to Kosovo with aviation. And while I was there, my goal was to become a pilot. Drop my warrant packet, everything. Dude, I studied for the test. I did my flight physical, uh, everything. And uh, the second iteration with the flight physical, hey, man, uh, you got three degenerative discs in your back. You can't go to flight school. Oh, shit. Uh, what? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, my back's fine. He goes, mm, you're in pain, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, doc, I'm in pain. And he dude, he went through head through toe. He's like, dude, you are probably one of the most broken people I've ever seen in my life. He's like, how are you still doing this? Uh, because I don't want to get flagged and I don't want to get kicked out. Like, yep. <laughs> that's yep. my choice. About the options. So that's my choice. And uh, so, okay, cool. So I started doing all my medical paperwork while in, while in country. Uh, we are coming home. And then they tell me to go to uh, WTU at Fort Benning. You know, warrior transition, get separated, all that. I show up March 1st. Place is shut down March 16th, right before St. Patty's Day. Oh, right. And we did our in-process and, oh, hey, this is where this building is. This is where you're staying. Next morning, they did a formation. And, I mean, they're like, you got to stand apart, stand apart. We're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, so we're on lockdown guys can't do nothing don't leave your room um okay my formations was text messages hey i'm alive (laughs) dude i called my buddy and i was like i'm walking to the gate i need you to come get me and he's like i can get on base comes on base picks me up went home and again just texting hey i'm alive did all that for three months and then they were like hey we're sending you home because like, they were sending everybody home. And I was like, well, I haven't been seen by any of the doctors for any of the issues that I have. And they're like, not our problem. Bye. Jeez. 
Good luck. So I got home in June, June to September, through COVID, seeing doctors, getting prescribed, you know, diagnosed of like, hey, this is what's wrong with you. It's written down. Here's your uh, treatment um, protocol, what you need to do. So I could turn it in to get medically separated. Because even my doc, Major Kelly, was like, dude, you are, you're over the 30% minimum. I was like, all right, cool. Get it all. Go see him. It was October 1st, new fiscal year. Well, National Guard, every uh, September, it takes everybody that's not in a slot that's excess, and they will find them a home. Well, because I was on R&R, I was in excess, so I never went back into my unit. So I got transferred to another unit, and I was like, dude, I got four months left in. Why did I get transferred? They're like, they need you to put, they gave you a home. And I was like, cool, working with that new unit, had to do a one-year extension. In that one year, that first year of 2021, they went to the Capitol for January 6th. Yep. They had a deployment to the, the border, my brigade, and then my unit was already deployed to Afghanistan, and I was on their rear debt, and I'm like, hey, guys, they're like, look at me, like, do you want to go do this? Dude, here's all my medical paperwork. I'm, I'm trying to get out. And they're like, oh, oh, by the way, here's my VA rating as well. And my first one was uh, 60%. And once I think you hit 50, you can't get a drill check. And they screwed that up. So they kept paying me. So I'm in crying a debt. And I'm like trying to pay back the army. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, no. No, somebody's coming calling for this yeah. at yeah, some you're, point. You're, so. And that's what happened. The VA called me. He's like, you have a $2,000 debt because you were double dipping. And I'm like. Here's the money. I put it to the side because I knew this day was coming. And then the last six months, I was still in the military, still drilling, getting points. Well, they never told me for my SGLI I had to pay out of pocket because they would just deduct it out of your check. So I had six months of missed back pay for the life insurance. Jesus. And I was like, oh, why didn't nobody tell me this? And they're like, oh, we did. I go, no, because I've been communicating to you guys through email. I don't do phone calls. And I, if I do face-to-face, I at least have one other person with me. It's like, you guys never told me this. I was like, I'm done. All right, later. And then the most morbid thing I've ever found out, and it is 100% fraud and abuse. We did the uh, alpha roster, right? And I saw my entire brigade. There's three people I know who committed suicide still on the roster, and they're waiting until oh. January, oh, not January, October, the new fiscal year. That's when they drop all those who pass for the year. They drop them off in October. So you can still see we're at, you know, however many number of people we are on paper. But in actuality, it's like you're missing 20%. And no wonder they're like, on paper, we're supposed to be, you know, 300,000 strong, but there's only like 200,000. And you're like, what, what happened here, guys? And I was like, you know what? I can't. I'm out I'm gone. It's the government, man. They let, let you see what you need to see. Oh, gee, what a country. There it is. And I, I asked about it. it, and they're just like, that's, that's how it is. And I'm like, don't we get audited? Like, they're yeah. like, it happens. That's what happens October and November, right after the fiscal year is when they do it. And that's when everything gets dropped off. And I was like, damn. Good times. Good times. Some of the shenanigans that go on in, in, inside the actual, like, 
just being in and it, like it's it's unreal. Well, you know, you deal with a lot of like. Look, let's face it. There's some bright bulbs that yeah. decide to go into the military, and those are the type of people who might be good at that kind of administrative work. Right? They can go in, they can run books, and actually do a good job. But a large portion of the people, especially if they stay in, they weren't the best to begin with. They transitioned out of some kind of combat role and go into administrative stuff. That dude, all that shit falls through the cracks. Mm-hmm. They're not doing shit. I don't know. Who do you point the finger at? Everywhere. Well, that's the thing. Is like the after top. Vietnam, your senior leadership no longer became senior leadership. It was grooming for political right. yep. aspirations. The moment you hit major, you either play the game or you retire at lieutenant colonel. Yep. And that is it. The same thing with even enlisted. There's some guys I know that, you know, first sergeants, sergeant majors, and they're like, ah, oh, man, like, I don't know what I'm going to do after, you know, I retired. I'm like, dude, you, you can go anywhere. You can go in charge of a company. I was like, you've been in charge. You have so many qualifications that the sky's the limit. E4, Joe over here, you know, popped hot once because he went to Tijuana for a good time. <laughs> and, you know, he's infantry. Hey, he's going to be a mall cop or, you know, a fry cook at McDonald's. Like, there's a vast difference. And same thing with NCOs, like on the enlisted and uh, officer once you hit a certain rank, it's like, I, it's not I don't care about my soldiers, it's I'm playing the political game. And if I don't play the political game, I get retired early, yep. I get pushed away, or I get really bad assignments. Like I saw guys who, great PLs, dude, they would go to war for you. Became captain, became company commander, great. The moment they went, became a major and started going to brigade or a battalion brigade and you know the op center and all that you say that switch and it's like hey we got guys that need help i can't help them what do you mean you can't help them i got this is what i gotta do and i'm like why and then you got scumbags that can't do pt pencil whip it in mm-hmm. but they're the ones making all the all the calls and all the decisions and you're like you're just, I don't understand. Like, it blows my mind when, like, they want people who can, you know, check the boxes, but they have no experience or, like, a thought between their ears. And it's just like, this guy over here has, you know, his own business, a master's degree. He's an E4. He's a little slow in the two mile. He passes, but he's a little slow. Yeah, we don't want him. We want this guy who can max out at a 300, but dumber than a bag of rocks <laughs> and you're like what well that's what they call them pt you know that's like pt nazis or the pt warriors a lot of those guys are the ones that, ones that picked up rank because that score holds weight now you know we also did <clears throat> excuse me we had all the secondary stuff so you had your pft but then you had you know obviously time and grade time and service then you awards. had mcts awards all this stuff kind of added into it but pt was a big one PT um, and your your rank qual. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and then that's a rifle qual. I forgot yeah. about that show. Rifle Those qual, two, tutor, all that stuff. Yep. If you were expert and you maxed out your PT test, you were set for promotion. You were going to move. What's well, crazy, man? Like you said, with the grunts too, it's kind of unfortunate because like those guys are, when it comes to doing what they do, majority of them are stupidly proficient at it. Like 
they're just hard charging dudes that can that can do that. But then transitioning wise, you know, what what's the opportunity? Well, if they don't push outside of that, then there there's not a ton. Now I've known several that have come out. I've obviously some become police officers or firefighters or even start their own businesses or go work and some uh, you know, a few I've known that have gone to do um contracting mm-hmm. work and stuff like that that have kind of pushed in and make way more money doing contracts. So like if you push yourself when you get out, there's opportunity. Oh, that's but with if you anything. don't, it's, you know, or in it, or go get an education in something. Go get a trade. Like, you know, but if you don't push yourself, man, like where generally what we call the pogues, the ones that aren't grunts, there's something set up for them. Like it, in some type of their, like. Yeah, depending you know, on what they're doing, they're, they're yes. usually set up for success afterwards. To be, be able to do something or at least, you know, a have more a skill. Like, have, have the skill to kind of set into that. So, um, so, so when it, we talked about crazy, uh, grunts being, you know, not the brightest and smartest. Uh, my first time to Kosovo, our platoon sergeant for third platoon, this man made me fear him more than God. Like he just was a no bullshit kind of guy and just scary. Sergeant first class steward. Come to find out he has a master's in English a master's and another has like a second degree and what I like super, super smart, intelligent man. Like found out like his ASVAB was like off the charts and it was just like almost like a rain man type yeah. of thing. It was just super smart. And of course the, the new guys, like we tell them this, Hey, hey Sergeant Stewart, like, why did you become the infantry? He's like, because everything else didn't seem fun. Cause he got that, uh, be all you can be, you know, army of one back in the, back yep. in the day. Oh yeah. And he goes, I wanted to do the cool stuff. And I will say he was the best. Like at the moment I became an NCO and I, you know, writing awards, counseling statements, he went from that angry, smoke your balls off, God fearing man to, Hey, this is how you do a complete sentence. This is how you do this. This is how you make this guy who did watch for 12 hours, make it look like he saved everyone's life. And I was like, Oh my God, like you have a hidden talent. He goes, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you. And I'm like, <laughs> not a problem. I'll add that asterisk to that, too. Just because they're a grunt doesn't mean they're an idiot, but there are a lot of idiots that are grunts. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and 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 that's quick to see. Now, there's a lot of idiots in the military in general, too, but uh, seeing some of Most them. Most of them just, are MPs. See, well, <laughs> I, can't, I can't agree nor disagree on that one, but yeah. Um, they've definitely got the most to prove at that point. But yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting time, man. Like, Kind you know, of I've never kind of play out. I've never met someone in per, one of these in person, but I would love to talk to a, a like a Navy cook, someone who's cooking on a ship. I just think that that's a damn hard job. That's an underrated job. There, you, there's a lot of stuff in the Navy because again, I have friends who are in the Navy, and I ask them like, "Hey, you were on a ship. How was that?" And he's like, "Dude, it's I can't describe it." He's like, "When you go to like." He's like, when you deploy, he's like, it's hard for you to describe like that atmosphere of always on mission, always running. He goes, it's like that. He's like, and there's no privacy. He goes, zero privacy. I was like, oh, that's not that. He goes, no. He's like, you don't understand. There's no privacy. I was like, oh, oh, six months out on the sea, no privacy. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down now. Yeah, you're you're rubbing a hammer out in front of six (laughs) other dudes in the shower, and everybody's just like, well. Either happening there, or it's not. Well, you're sharing so. a stall with a dude who's dropping a shit. Is That's what's going it, yeah. on with no walls? Excuse me, partner. Just, yeah, <laughs> I get in here, touching knees and shit. What's up, man? 
I look, I, I can fortunately say I was never on a ship. Um, so I, we, you know, we, I guess we, we call them muse when we, take mm-hmm. the, when we take the Uber ride with the Navy, but never did one. Um, uh, our unit did it right before, I guess that was the deployment right before I got there. So some of them, <coughs> excuse me, some of them are dope. Like they do what they call the booze cruise and they go and do trips through the Mediterranean. They might oh. stop in like Italy and France. Yeah. Our Coast Guard and buddy was telling us all about some that. Some of those. And then some of those muse, you jump on a mule and all of a sudden it's like, boop, straight to the sandbox. Here you go. And uh, we'll pick you up in six months, right here. So, like, hearing the stories from my dad, he was a master gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps. He was avionics, carriers, six months at a time. Seeing the pictures and hearing the stories of like, oh yeah, like, we like you said, I was in Spain, I was in France, I went here. You know, we had a, a weekend in in Greece, and I'm like, and you're you're an E9, so I know you're partying. Like, I know you're you're doing something. I was like. What about your guys below you? Like, what were they doing? And he's like, they had a time limit. If you weren't back here at this time, yep. sucks to suck, sucker. I don't know what the time is, but like, generally, like, let's say like ten o'clock. Like, you're checking back in by ten o'clock on ship. Yeah, and he's he they told didn't care me, if you walked on shit face. Like, you were checking back in by ten o'clock, and if you weren't, you were in trouble. President accounted for. Yep. Yeah, and that was the thing is like he told me at one time, he goes all his guys were there. The one person who wasn't was their captain. And his captain just got drunk and passed out. And his lieutenant buddies left him behind. Holy shit. And I was like, was he a good captain or a bad captain? Like, did they do it to be dicks? And he was like, no, they just forgot about him because he was very quiet. He wasn't boisterous. He wasn't, you know, one of the guys. He's like, I'll go out with you guys. And they just. Damn. Bloop. And he's like, yeah, he goes, we couldn't leave until we had found that captain. Oh, God, I was dude. like, ooh. What happened to no man left behind? <laughs> Shit. Like I said, with officers, it's a d- different world. Can you imagine being a captain Bro. getting absolutely reamed by an admiral <sighs> on, the, on a ship? Because you know that happened. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to take, you know, we, I think we talked about this in one of the previous episodes. When, in, in the enlisted rank, when you get a rocker, so you hit that E6, at least in the Marine Corps, you get a rocker in the Marine Corps, it's hard to lose. It takes a congressional act to, to mm-hmm. take a rocker away. Like you have now, to really, now really you fuck can up. get pushed down where you never pick up another one. So you may retire as a staff sergeant, but it's hard to take it away. Same thing as an officer. Like it's even harder, you know, start knocking officers down. Like you got to be doing some. I think that the big three is if you murder, out. sexually assault, rape, and then I think the other one is like if you f- commit fraud or embezzlement or like. You caught stealing. It's not like, oh, I took the office pen. It's like, no, I'm I'm funneling millions of dollars out of the the unit into my personal account. Well, hmm. and, and multi levels of like, you know, dereliction of duty kind of stuff. Like you I mean you have to really if you completely like fuck up your job and like get a lot of people hurting or or just completely mess up mission, like some of that can kick back. But it's not easy because it oh, does have to go. I mean, when you're pushing somebody up to Congress. To lose to lose a rank, there's a lot of moving parts that's got to oh, go down. And it, and it sits there. It, it takes does. could take two three years before you see anything from it. And they could get out by that time. Well, that was why. So he didn't lose rank, but um, when the whole Afghanistan thing happened, us getting out, there's a lieutenant colonel of the Marine Corps. Uh, I believe Lieutenant Colonel Scheller was the one. Like he was very. He ended up. He was still serving. And put out a video. Oh, I remember this. Talking about, like, he was like, 
this is not right. He's like, the way this is done, he's like, this is bullshit. Too many people died. I, I oh. went down this whole thing talking about like how pretty much just bashed the way that it was done and, and you know, everything that led up to it, the way it was done, pushing, pulling out the way. Like he went down and like he got in a crap ton of trouble to the point that he was, I don't know how long he even had in. Because from what I found out, actually, funny enough, this dude was a lieutenant in my unit when I was in. I think he was with Alpha Company in our unit. So he wasn't in 20 years yet, unless he had some prior enlisted stuff. Or like, I don't think he's, but they end up, I think they allowed him to like separate, retire and separate and yeah, I remember whatever. And they kind of pushed out. So he got out, but like he went through a bunch of crap. Like he went to, I mean, I don't even remember like, the whole story on this, but like he was in like obviously Deep shit. Like, some serious shit about it uh, because of his statements, because he actively called out like some of the commanding yeah. officers that made comments. So it wasn't just what Biden did, like their commanding officers. Oh, that you're made talking comments. about when the, the pullout of Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. The one that got the the thirteen, I believe. The thirteen that 13 was Because like I remember something it was like around twenty ten when we were doing a big surge. Or it might have been, yeah, two thousand ten, two thousand they were trying to do a big surge in Afghanistan. And I remember like somebody said something and it was just like it wasn't our unit. It was like when we were going through MOBE and everything, and then it was they shut everything down for two days, and we had to go through media personnel training. Oh, and I God. was like, and again, I was, I think my first, yeah, Afghanistan, I was an E3. And of course, I was young and dumb. I was like, media? I was like, what do you mean? They're like, reporters. Yeah. And I was like, why, why are they talking? Like, why are they going to talk to me? And like, I looked down, I was like, I'm, I'm just an E3. And that's when they were like, because you're an easy target, because you'll say something stupid. And they're going to take it and run it. Well, that and if they get attacked. So, you know, when I was in Afghanistan, we randomly, I mean, we're out in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden, like, this lady shows up. And she's a reporter. I don't even know who the hell she was a reporter for. Wasn't awful. Afghanistan, like, four a, months desert, deep. Yeah, yeah you'd solid. slay that dragon. Yeah, yeah. That, that desert queen? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but she, so, you know, they kind of told us, like, so they just end up with you. So, sure enough, she ends up riding with us. Now, and... I'm in, uh, so we're doing uh, one of our mobile patrols that day. I'm in the gun that day with our battalion sergeant major and her in the back seat. So, like, both of them sitting in the back seat. And I mean, right, you know, one on my left side, one on my right side. And you can't say nothing either. You're over and here. And, you know, I'm just, look, I was very, I was a, I think I was a sergeant at the time. I was very good at just doing my own thing. Bro, damn it, if we didn't come through one of the cities and one of these kids throws a fucking monster rock. At my head, over the top of a like a thirteen foot like clay wall that they live in, you know, they're at the top. No, he's standing on top. So they're on something, but he throws it, and I just happen to see because as we're we're making like a turn to come through the city, so like I'm repositioning my gun, turning back right, and all of a sudden I just see this flash by my head, and like I throw my hand up, and this monster like clay rock hits me, hits me in the hand breaks like drops down below me and i was like motherfucker dude and i'm screaming i was like fuck you know you know and i like immediately go into like i'm trying to grab a rock and i was like oh Do something back. and then i looked down and i was like fuck dude sergeant major this reporter's in the fucking vehicle and uh <laughs> and i was like shit and so like i just stopped talking and i'm just staring at this kid dude and i stopped talking and i listen and i, I hear the sergeant major say he's like hey i don't even know if you knew i think he's like he's he's like marine you okay i'm good sergeant major He's like, all right. Then I like I hear him lean over. He's like, he's like, that's just some of the stuff we deal with. He's like, you know, and you try to maintain bearing. He's like, but he's like, you do patrols out here, and all of a sudden someone just throws rock. And he's like talking to the reporter. He's like, just is what it is. 
Never got in trouble for it, but I sure enough, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill this kid, dude. <laughs> and you're, you're over here, you're just like, in the back of your head, you're like, please don't say nothing when we get back. Please yep, and he oh, didn't. Yeah. They actually checked on me again when we got out. I guess he saw the ranks. He's like, yeah. So he's like, Sergeant Wilson, you, you, he's like, you good? I was like, I'm good, Sergeant Major. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, okay. So like, he's like, I know that shit sucks. I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, it is. So you mentioned that, you know, you're looking at your dad's old pictures and everything. It made me remember that I've seen a picture of my dad. He was Army. And mm -hmm. uh, he was born in 49, so he got drafted, for, but n he did not have to go to Vietnam. He, you know, did the aptitude test and ended up going to Germany. He tested on, uh, he was one of the very first people to ever fire a TOTU missile. Kind of oh. cool. Um, but I did find a picture one time of him in Germany with a pyramid of beer cans. My <laughs> dad's as tall as I am, six foot two. Pyramid of beer cans and just like standing up, resting his chin on the very top of him. Just, you know, proud as hell, blind drunk. And my dad is not a drink. Like, he doesn't drink anything anymore. Hell, hell, now, hell, <laughs> hell, now, now. hell. Uh, he's an old Alabama. Prime, old Alabama boy. But um, I'm curious, you know, we often talk about, you know, we talk about some of the serious stuff, and you've definitely been through it, man, with the uh, medical retirement and everything and all that. But uh, what's the fun times? What's the uh, What's the weekends? You know, Wilson always wants to hear about people slaying dragons, but you're a married so, man. I'm not going. I'm not going to ask you that question. I will say one of the the best times was in Kosovo the first time. So there was a court martial hearing. The unit I was attached with was uh, under fire for alleged hazing and whatnot. Um, so I was a character witness for my first sergeant. Well, I had to go to Germany because he was up on trial. And I go to the talk, and I'm getting briefed by one of our readiness NCOs. Can I pause you for two? Your first sergeant was in trouble for hazing? Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask Dude, that. Dude, there was 18 people. Like, you can look it up. It was oh, an nice. Army time, Stars and Stripes, all Fair of enough. it. That's there was 18 people. Okay. And the, the biggest punishment was, because I, I got in trouble, because I was a team leader, I made you do 26 push-ups. They said that was excessive. And I was like, the minimum's 42. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. This was for push-ups? Yeah. This Can wasn't we, for, like, beat somebody with... So, this wasn't we, damn... We, it was physical punishment. That, that was our biggest thing was, like, if you fucked up, you had to do 26 push-ups. Bro, they used to throw people That's off... That's not hazing. Oh, 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 I know. They used I to know. throw people whole off the barracks, dude. Like, off the second floor and shit. Like, wow. Okay. What year is this? This was 2011, 2012. Damn. Um, it was there in Afghanistan where the, the Asian kid in Afghanistan that was yeah, had to do PT because he was in the guard tower and like passed away or, or passed up from heat exhaustion. It was during right right oh. along that time. And the kid that started it was uh, Private Wynn. And uh, so we're going up there. I have a, a sergeant first class telling me, he's like, hey, man, you're going to get your, you don't have a passport. Here's your ticket. You, you, you don't say anything on the layover. He's like, but when you get to Germany, He's like, you can have a beer because there's two more flights behind you, and they're not going to travel to and from the airport to the uh, airbase. I was like, all right. He's like, someone's going to be there to, to greet you so you don't wander off. He's like, but it's, uh, it's one of your old buddies, Sergeant Hughes. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to have a beer when we get in Germany. I didn't grab my ticket. I grabbed an itinerary. Oh, shit. I get on the plane from Kosovo. We land in Austria. Do, do, do. Come up there. Ladies, I got, where's your ticket? It's like, it's right there. She's like, no ticket. And like the pulse are next to me. And I'm like, yo, here's my military ID. I'm just, 
I'm a soldier. I'm stationed in Germany. I pulled out old orders. It's like, look, Hohensville, Germany. This is where I'm from. I had to go train some stupid National Guard soldiers I'm trying to get home to my wife and kid and whatnot. She's just daggers. You can pass, but you need to get searched. And I was like, oh, shit. Got searched, everything. And they walked me there. And I was like, I'm not. It's like, I'm going to get arrested. I was like, I'm an illegal immigrant in Austria right now. <laughs> we land in Germany. Hey, Sir, uh, Specialist Anderson, like, and I was like, I need a beer right now. I was like, I need shots. I need something. I was like, I almost went to jail. And they're like, what'd you do? I was like, I smuggled myself illegally into a country. <laughs> and they're like, oh. and that thing is like, okay, hey, we got a phone call. You forgot your ticket. I go, yeah, I found that out two hours ago in Austria. But, you know, got to have some drinks and then went to the, the court martial hearing. The kid that started the whole thing on the stand says the magic words, I lied about everything. No. Yes. Our first sergeant looked at everybody that was in the like the stands or like the audience and just be quiet. You gotta be, you know, we're in the courtroom. You just can't be acting a fool after what he just the bombshell he dropped. Dude, we all got out outside where the smoking pit is. What the hell just happened? Oh my God. Ah! All charges dropped, everything. Wow. That night was top 10 the drunkest I've ever been in my life. My first sergeant is like, Anderson, the fact that you came up here on my behalf, I got you all night. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Rest in, rest in peace, our buddy Bug. We go out to a, what we thought was a strip club. It was, but also it was a, a dungeon club on the back half. Oh, this, shit. This stripper pulls him up on stage and starts whipping him. I can see the hearts forming in his eyes. And he's like, I don't want to leave. I was like, buddy, we got, we got to go. And he's like, I'm in love with her. I was like, no, you're just in love with the pain. Easy, like, easy tea pain. Okay. Come on. It's and, you know, he's just like, he's not even drunk. He's just like maybe a beer or two in. We get picked up by the, 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 the party van that we had assigned to us. Went to this like Irish pub and I walk in and the first thing given to me two shots of Jaeger and I was like oh is this the thing we're doing I bet you can't keep up with like some of the older guys and I was like oh I can I, I can't I can keep up and I'm watching some of them doing what I'm doing half half the shot let it sit let it settle other half I'm watching some of these e6 e7s doosh, 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 pounding it and then there was a moment where I just see everything I wake up, not in my bed that I was assigned. I wake up with someone else's boots, my pants just to my ankles, shirt <laughs> like half off. And I was like, what happened? They're like, you got combative the last 30 minutes. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, we got you out of the car. We got you in. You're like, I got it. I got it. And then you just started stripping and fighting. I was like. <laughs> That's a hell of a combination. I was like, oh, wow. It's like, <laughs> you guys didn't try choking me out. We did. You passed out, and when you came to, you fought again. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, I did not realize. <laughs> you seem like such a nice guy. I was like, I did not realize I got very hostile. They're like, I was like, why did I get angry? Because we told you you couldn't eat the MREs that you've been, like, hoarding. Because they gave us MREs for lunch. Jesus. Christ. I was like, I'm hungry. I want to eat. And they're like, just, just go to bed, buddy. And because we told you you couldn't eat, you just got mad. I was like... I gotta have this cheese tortellini <laughs> MRE. You got you got jalapeno and cheese. What you really needed was a Snickers. That's what I needed. Shout out Snickers, unofficial 
sponsor hey. of the inebriated debrief, we, but we can make that official. We'll take anybody that wants to jump on, man. <laughs> Sign that check. Um, so that's freaking great, dude. Yeah, and then the other time I was drinking and had a good time was at Fort Stewart, Georgia. We was on a four-day weekend. It was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we went back Monday. Sunday night, my my team leader, Sergeant Wilder, my platoon sergeant, Sergeant Hughes, both bought two thirty racks. So we had 90, 90 cans of beer. He's like at sixty. Or no, each of them had two thirties. Okay, so that's a what, oh, 100, 120? 120. Yeah. So he was like, "Hey, we got to get drink all this before." By the way, I want to thank Math Marines for that. That was the uh, that, was, yeah. that was one of the things I had to take while I was in there. Thank you. Uh, He's Thank like, you. we had to get rid of all this beer before first formation at 06 Monday. Oh, okay, cool, okay. cool. And people are coming and going. I'm sitting with them, and I'm just listening to their stories from, like, the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, the push to Iraq and all this. Just listening and drinking with them, drinking with them. Nine, ten o'clock, we're watching people just drop. And we have about maybe 30, 40 beers left. Anderson, you going to go to bed? You said this has to get drank before 06. I ain't a quitter. He's like, okay, we're drinking beers. Dude, I am drunk. But it's like, I can still focus. I can still like do things. Beer drunk's different. Beer but drunk like, is different yeah. than liquor. But it's one of those like, yeah, for sure. I know if I start moving, I'm going to throw up. Yep. Zero five, last beer is drank. Fuck. Well, I'm not going to sleep. So I immediately got dressed in PTs, got there just sitting, just waiting. You could just see me just swaying. Go to first formation. Our captain, our, our lieutenant was like, all right, you know, who who drank all the beer, da 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 Because we still had it in the trash cans. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Of course, I raised my hand. And he's like, all right. And Sergeant Hughes was like, I want to know, because uh, he pulled me, Wilder, and two others. He goes, these four stayed until the mission was complete. <laughs> you four can go to sleep. The rest of us were doing a five-mile run. And they were like, what the? And I was like, right there in front of everybody. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I just went to sleep, woke up, and then uh, Wilder looked at me and goes, you know, we still have to run five miles. So I was like, but he said, he goes, you, you going to let them one-up you? If you run five miles and did this, it's bragging rights. So I was like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> Dude, PT shirt just covered in throw up, yep. just smelling like a brewery at noon on a Monday. Hell yeah. <laughs> Set that mile pace to about 13 oh, minutes. Dude, we're just, we're going for it. And I'm just like, can we just stop? He goes, no, man. I'm power walking at that point. I'm not even running, bro. Oh, with the last mile, we, we walked the last mile. I mean, it was me and the three other guys. And we we're just like, dude, why did you guys do that? He goes, well, why not? And I was like, y'all some crazy motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> I can. I was like. The good news is, is you probably wore a good bit of that booze off by the time you get there. Oh, yeah. By the time we, oh, dude. We oh, you felt great. So sweating, like. That was like the best shower, though. I oh, would yeah. say. Oh yeah, all that was the best shower. But I mean, those were some like like the great memories. And then just doing stupid stuff, like when you get the new soldiers that come in. Hey, like you need to find uh, it was an ID, D10 form, like the idiot form, yeah. or like box of quid squares. Hey, you need the keys to the Humvee. Well, the National Guard, we lock our Humvees, so that's the key. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, well, you got to get the key to start it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, dude, that's classic, dude. Jesus. And then like classic they're so old that they have the, like the little ripcord to like to keep it high idle and whatnot. 
and one of these, it just doesn't work. So like the kid's watching it, yanking, yanking. I was like, dude, you got to pull, pull. And he finally pulled it out far enough, crank it up. He's like, hey, that's how you start the Humvee. For two days, he was <laughs> thinking it's like a lawnmower. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm... My favorite one, and it got me, it was uh, uh, a prick, a prick E8, or like, was it a prick E7? You know, have you, you got to find a prick E7, go to this room. I think we would send it to Com and ask for like the prick E4, because that's yeah. who they're most like going to deal with, a, like a corporal over there. Oh, dude, yeah. like stuff like that. I was just like tickled pink. And then like watching other people who got, because again, like when we got in, pun- like in trouble, we try to fit the punishment with the crime. So if you were always showing up late, they took 550 cord, uh, 10 feet of it, tied it to your belt loop, tied it to somebody who's responsible, and says, hey, you're going to be stuck with him all day. Oh, dude, dude, that was hysterical. And the guy who's responsible is like, dude, you're not going to fuck me up. Well, I, I need to go to my car. No, you don't. Like, you're a shitbag. You're not going to go sham. You're not going to go hide because you can't do it right because you're always late. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, stuff like that I thought was hysterical. And I was like, dude... I was like, I can't wait until I become an NCO. It's always the little things like that 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 make you laugh. Oh, it's just how, it's kind of how the world should work, like accountability for being fucked up. And <laughs> when you're when when you're just in the civilian world, you just see the so many people just fail their way upwards, and you're like, How did you get up here? That bitch is really pretty, and I know exactly why she's in the position she's in. And then this guy's a total asshat and doesn't know where. Fucking ass from a hole in the ground, uh, but he went to college with the CEO of the company, so he gets to do whatever the hell he wants. Yep. But that kind of accountability, there nothing beats that. Uh, it's unfortunate I will say though. My favorite one was, um, I think it was same with Sergeant Wilson. He was a huge favorite Flay fan, so anytime you were late to formation, he had the clock that was hanging up like the big clock, and he put a chain with it, and made you carry that around. Oh, hell yeah. That's and I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, part of me wanted to get in trouble to experience it, Just but another part it. of me was like, I don't like being embarrassed like that. I was like, I don't like being Not humiliated enough like that. Especially for that reason. Yeah. Dude, I got picked on for being a ginger. Like, I remember when I went to the, the Lursh unit in Georgia, uh, they had to drill f- f- uh, Saturday, Sunday. So Friday, I show up early. Make sure I'm in the right place, right building. Met with the the readiness or our training NCO. He's like, hey, be here at this time. This is uniform. There you go. Met the first sergeant, first Sergeant Paul. And he's like, oh, hey, like, you're trying to find out where you're supposed to be. And he's like, oh, dude, that's thinking I'm an NCO, like an E5, E6. He's like, oh, you're squared away. You know what's up. Next morning, I show up. And I had, because uh, Friday, I had a hat on, so he didn't see I was a ginger. Dude, he sees me. Are you fucking shitting me? I got a fucking another ginger in my goddamn hallway. He's like, you're the fourth one here. Who the fuck hates me right now? <laughs> He's like, you soulless motherfuckers. And I was like, what the fuck did I just walk into? And he's just like, how do I know? I was like, I, I met you yesterday first. He goes, I never fucking met you a day in my life. And I'm like, this is going to be a fun time. And then. Welcome to the gun show. And that was the thing. is like, because I was a radio guy and I knew my radios, we went to the range. Shit was acting up. Went over there. I was like, oh, I got it. Started troubleshooting. Hey, what's the frequency? Went to our uh, field expedient antenna. Messed with that a little bit. Comms were working. And they're like, oh, you know your stuff. I go, dude, I just turned it off and turned it back on. Like, that's all I did. <laughs> like, I made it look like I knew what I was doing. But, hey, you're, you're smart. All right? you're, you're with us. You're cool. 
but the, my saving grace was a combat badge. Like they saw that I deployed and they're like, okay, you're, you're not some cherry that's, you know, never seen combat or nothing. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was in Afghanistan. I was like, I came back and I'm here now. Like, Let's light the scandal. The old cherry oh, with yeah. the cherry, dude. Oh, dude. Good Lord, man. Yo, speaking of uh, redheads, right now, so it's August 17th when we record this. I know y'all have seen it. That dude, I can't remember. He's got two first names. Anthony Oliver. Oliver oh, the, and the, Anthony. The, 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 the bright red beard. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's got he's got a two-tone um, thing going mm-hmm, on. You're mm-hmm. like one shade of crimson, but this Well, so I have my Reuben McIntyre hair, so because I'm in barber school, one of the sign-offs is, as a master barber, I have to color hair and highlight. Oh, shit. So I had another student dye my hair because it's part of the process. And it was, it was free. We thought it was going to be more of like a pumpkin orange, more gingery. <laughs> we got done with it, and it looks like Reba McIntyre from the 90s. You know, now that you hey, mention it. How metro of you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, let me dye your beard. I go, bro. I was like, I got white hairs in here that is just like, no, I that's hated character. it. I hated it, but now I'm like, this is a badge of honor. I was like, got two little girls. I'm out of the military. Got a little roll, like, man. I got to let it happen. You can't be out there like that. <sighs> it's unfortunate you don't get salt and pepper. What do you get? You get cinnamon, and, no, cinnamon no, get, and salt? I get straight white. Well, I'm like, no, but you got cinnamon and salt over there, man. Right now it's paprika. <laughs> is that what it is? Paprika like and paprika. I like that. But that song. That uh, uh, it. Was, uh, what's it called? Oh, Richmond, uh, Richmond North up of, in Richmond. No, uh, Richmond, Richmond North, North of Richmond. Uh, Richmond yeah, yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah, dude. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, they're like, make this guy famous. I was like, he said, I sell my soul. Oh, dude, the dude. moment he spoke and I heard, it, I was like, oh, this is country. Like this is yeah, that's that Appalachia mountain music. And so I work in radio, and I, you know, aside for this reminds me, it's the same, you know, meteoric, super quick, famous that. It reminds me of Old Town Road when yep. that shit came out. Yep. And it is such a because if you listen to the song, it's just, you know, pissed people pissed off. He's pissed off that his tax, he's getting taxed and he ain't getting shit for it. Yep. That's not a left or a right thing. That's, <laughs> That's an American no, thing. He's exactly. pissed off the dollar ain't worth shit. Yep. He's pissed off he's paying taxes on people that are three hundred pounds trying to, you know, use use pretty much EBT to buy fudge, fudge rounds. rounds. Look, the guy ain't Bob Dylan. He, he can he can grow in his lyricism. But I like that though. I thought that I think that fine. makes it it's comically good. like good. It's like, good. It, to me, it's more authentic. Yes, yes, and that's what and connects that was, with I saw the was it Babylon or Babylon B whatever they're talking about. Real country artists confuses country music uh, uh, producers. Is this country music or is this not country? Because I was like. That's to me. This is country. I'm now like, this is it is the one that I saw was something like seventies, like, eighties uh, country. Well, like. it, was, it was Babylon B two, and it was like uh, country musician from small town uh, doesn't want to work with uh, Jason Aldean or something like some shit like that because he turned he's already turned down like millions of dollars because he's like I wrote this song because I was depressed and upset about the country. I never want it. Like I don't want to play stadiums. Sorry about it. Not gonna yeah. do it. And like I saw, like the second video, like he read from the Bible, like yep. before he first, played. That was first, well, was, yep. I guess he got like a big show out of, or, or somewhat big show, and that was one. Of the first yeah, because I did. remember he talked about. He goes, you know, he's like two weeks ago when I played here. You know, it's just only a farmers five, market. Yeah, he's in North like, Carolina. Five people came to see me, and that was my family. Yeah, and he goes, now I have all you folks. He's like that surrealness to it, but like you know, he read from the Bible, and I was like, dude, that is somebody who didn't grow up in the entertainment business. Yeah. Right, he didn't get. Hey, this is what you need roots. to do. Grounded and has roots, man. And it's just like, hey, man, this is how I feel. And this is, 
I think what's really big is because he wrote it and it's not a ghostwriter and it's not like your traditional music format where you have like the hook and the verse, but it's like, if you actually listen to it, you're like, I don't understand the music. Like the, the lyrics don't make sense, but they like fit with the tune or the mm -hmm. beat. His was like from the heart, yep. from yeah. the soul, not from some guy that him and four other writers are working together to you know, make words fit to the music instead of the music fit to the words. Well, it wasn't the country music, what country music is these days, and I enjoy these songs. I'm not shitting on them, but it's like my big truck and my country girl with the big ass, oh, I'm yeah. taking over the world. Like, pop, that's... Pop, pop country. Well, and see, the Morgan and, Wallen's and you touched the world. on him right there, and I'll let you say, at least what Morgan... Morgan Wallen's at least got this, like, his bald own, head. Well, well, he's got a bald <laughs> head now, but he's got his own, like, he's kind of got his own thing. I made a comment... Maybe a year ago or two years ago, I just kind of wrote a post about it. And I was like, country music is not what it used to be. Country, I can today, tell you when today's, it died. today's country okay. music is a, a, and this is what I, I was like, today's country music is a country voice in front of a pop band. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Now, there are a yes. few outliers. Now, obviously, there, there are some that are still outliers. But when you listen to some of these guys, like, like you know, I don't even. Jason Aldane. Well, it, he Gilbert. at least still plays a guitar. That's what I'm saying. Like some of these guys even don't even play do. instruments. Like Jason Aldean is still country as far as like he has a, a country style band. Like I'm what's the dude's name? Um Zane Brown or Zach Brown. Zach no, not Zach Brown, like um Jesus. Uh, Kane, Kane, Kane Kane Brown or Kane, yeah. Something like that. I can tell you. Like what. you hear some of those guys and it's like all you all you you can sing with a country accent, but it's essentially pop country. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's all what it's it was. I see it. About 2000 to 2002 is when country went from your 90s country, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, uh, George Strait, all through the, the 90s of how it was. And then the 2000s hit, and that became stadium country. Because you had Big and Rich, you had Toby Keith, and then you have the patriotic country that's tied into it because 9-11 – you know, all that jazz. Well, I got to cut that because Toby was kicking it in, in, in the mid-90s. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about, like, for, like, people my age. Because, like, yeah. I was 11. I, well, I guess, like, the, yeah, the turn on for For, for, for like, kids. Because, like, but. I grew up listening to, to Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, um, Hank William, um, and a bunch of, like, 80s and 70s country. Like, where it was depressing. Like, it was my I, dog no, I, look, I, I Well, I agree. And then when I became an adolescent, it was like, oh, like, I want to... Explore my musical taste besides what my parents showed me. Well, that's had, when that's I saw the stadium rascal flats. Yeah, you had the stadium country. You had that where, where it's it got big. big trucks, girls with short skirts, yeah, beer in my glass, and then that's where Toby Keith. Because again, like his early stuff, like you said, the '90s, I really liked. But then, like his patriotic stadium anthem country. That right there is when I was just like, Ugh. and then it just kept evolving into more pop, 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 hey, less Uncle country. Sam, but see, there was the there was a list. thing, um, and so I remember riding to school with with my mom, and then riding in the car with my dad and listening to down here. It was Kicks one hundred one point five, Moby in the morning, Moby in the morning. Yes, and and so like that was legitimate. That that was country music, you know. So like you're getting George Strait, you're getting well, you're getting George, you're getting Alan, John you're getting Michael the Montgomery. Judge, you're getting you'll get John. You you know, you get some of the throwbacks still with with uh, you know Johnny and uh, George Jones and shit too. And so there was this there was this turn. The first person, and there may be someone before this. The first person I really remember like 
and and she was good, but like that really turned country popish was Shania Twain. Let's yeah. go, girl. She's one of the first ones that like really kind of, kind of she's one that really kind of like started to make a little turn to it. Now, you've had some people that have come out since um, like I would say, at least with Toby, Toby has got the 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 country appeal to him. Same thing with people like uh like Trace Atkins. Like they've kind of got this country uh, like appeal to them. But then yeah. you get someone like Rascal Flats is country well, music. What's is the it, uh, was it Bo Burham? He talked about he's like you got your country artists today that own a ranch, but they never <laughs> worked a day yeah. in the yeah. field. Like they wear the aesthetics, but they're not country. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like that's the thing. I was like, just because you wear cowboy boots and a cowboy hat doesn't like said, mean you're country. It's, it's a country voice in front of a pop band, and that's yeah. what a lot of this stuff's coming. Now you still got some people that, dude. Chris Stapleton's one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Chris Stapleton is more in in. He's kind of bluesy country, almost, and then like parts of it's like country rock, kind of mm-hmm. like Johnny Cash stuff. Eric Church too. Eric Eric Church is like grungy country rock. Yeah. Um, Luke Combs is 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 good as well. Well, it comes down to the Nashville sound. That's really what. Yes. That that shiny ear candy, feature like it's just that they've got they really do have it down to a science because they study the frequencies and the exact yeah, keys I will say that a they, song should the, be written in the, to make it aesthetically pleasing. The music, if you take the lyrics out, when it's just the music, down pat. Because like even with rap and and pop music. What's the song like? The WAP. If you're listening to one of the lyrics, it says "hotter than a baby in a microwave." Jeez. What is what is that? And then there's like country songs. Like you actually listen to the lyrics. You're like, "Where's the story? Where's the 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 feeling from it? Where's the emotional response?" But I'm so hooked on the the tune. The tune, yes. That well, I just beat. drown that's, out. Exactly. That, well, that's lyrics. what they said. Rap is turning. You know, when you look at what. What actual rap <laughs> used to be? Nineties rap. Well, even in, in gangster, but even outside of some of the gang. I mean, look at Outkast, dude. Outkast was I would not call call like Outkast gangster rap, but lyrically it was fantastic because they put lyrics because there was thought music. there was thought into it, you know. And and this stuff now is what they call it's like club club music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all about a beat with with shit on the background. But you always got to point out too. There are still people doing legit there things. There are, and, and there are, and you you just have to go find them. Yes, and it's easier to find them than ever because you just go on Spotify or like if you, you just have to look past the first thing they serve you up. Exactly, it's like the the YouTube rabbit hole. You know, mm-hmm. you you find that one alternative artist within that genre that you know up and coming. He's a little different, and then you see other posts from other artists, and you just go down this rabbit hole, and you're like, oh hey, like these bunch of artists I never heard of. And then six months down the line, they blow up, and you're like, "Oh snap!" Like I was listening to you when you were just, you know, starting out. Um, well, that's what I said. With, like with Morgan Wallen, like Morgan Wallen is a different style, and he's not traditional country by any means, but he is. He's he's got this uniqueness to him, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the big thing that like you know when you start talking about him is that because of the crap that happened to him, him Crosses. getting that that. You know, kind of knocked down because him just being an idiot and saying some things he probably shouldn't do or shouldn't have. Just uh, don't say him on camera. That's all you got to do. Well, you're right, but every microphone is a live microphone. Well, you're right, but he didn't know his neighbor was going to be watching him outside. But either way, regardless, like if you're in that position, like you got to be smarter. Uh, so that all comes down to like, you know, but his, but when you listen to what, because his is because he he crosses. Country into rap. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's pop and there's it's kind of like a pop style, but he's got some super country, like old school, like twangy style songs, and then he's got like country pop songs. 
Yeah. And then oh. country rap songs. So you remember uh, when Nelly did that dual Tim album with Tim McGraw? Yeah, I was about I to do. say, yes. Yep. What was the name of that song? Thinking about you over and over again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why? Yeah. Greatest oh. crossover of the 2000s. I really oh. think it was Garth Brooks, though. They got they got the pop country <laughs> shit started. You say Garth Brooks. All I can think of is the Tom Segura. Yeah. I'm not trying to theory. steal their thunder and, and, and hitch my wagon to. But no, it's just one of those <laughs> things. Every time I hear Garth Brooks now, that's the first thing that comes to mind is. The first thing that Show comes to mind for me is Chris Gaines Chris and how Gaines. fucking weird that whole that saga was such is. A, that was such a, I don't know what the fuck that was kind of situation. Know. There were some reports that he was going to do some more Chris Gaines albums, like five more albums in one year, but I don't know. It just didn't make sense because it's like, why? Like, what was the point of it? Because you were already one of the greatest country artists kicking it. Dude. So what was the fucking point of that? I will still absolutely go see Garth Brooks in concert because I've never seen him, and that's mm-hmm. gonna be that would be a hell of a show. He's got so uh, yeah. many fucking hits, but this his his interaction with the public could use. He's he's probably just surrounded by you know some yes people, and he's like I don't care about social. He probably doesn't care about social media, and other people run those accounts and everything, and so who fucking knows? Well, it it this is the big calling Baton Rouge is, is that, a fucking bop. Though. Oh, it's dude, it's killer, dude. But it's 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 the funny thing because country music generally it it's not predominant to the South, but it is. And then you get in some of your Midwest and then your mountainous areas. It depends but at where in the it South. It is to your more rural type stuff though. It's like is that's where it's grown up. But you watch these people that have done it that are like now, you know, and and this is I guess maybe it's an older mentality, but like now like they're like super liberal. Mm-hmm. And and you know when you talk about like Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Garth Brooks and Reba McIntyre, like. A lot of these people are super, super liberal, and that's where you've seen the turn is that, like, now you've got musicians. And this, and some of that is, like, turn over time because of, like, them getting that fame and that popularity, moving to some of those areas that they've taken that, that turn and that stance where, like, now you're getting an influx of people that come in that way. And it's like mm-hmm. you're singing to people that have a, a – like, for the vast majority of it, have a completely different view than you do, and you don't give a shit. And the problem is that you still just allow it to, to go. Like, she's got a great voice. But Marin Morris is an absolute just like nightmare. Yeah, I ain't never even heard of her. <laughs> and like for lack said, of better words, like in my country's thought, like, just out like, in the south, and it depends at where out in the south. It's not in Florida, and it's not in Georgia. Well, look, it, well, it is in Georgia. Florida, well, Florida's it depends not, the south. not in Atlanta. In Florida's like, not the south, to be fair. Atlanta, Atlanta, and Georgia are two very different. Yeah, things. That, that's but yeah. Georgia's a big at, fucking state. Atlanta is spreading out so much now to where I look at it is if it's south of Macon, that's mm. Georgia. Because north of Macon, Atlanta takes up three th- three fourths of it. Like yeah. Atlanta's Atlanta. There, it's still some good pockets of mountains up about there. Say, about to say, you got you got some you got a couple of little little areas out there, but I, I don't disagree with that. But yeah. this whole phenomenon it crosses genres because I remember I remember Rage Against the Machine. Right, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. You remember that? That was the '90s and 2000s. They were you know oh, they hated Anarchy, George Bush bro. and everything. Yep. They were the fucking rebels, and now it's. Fuck you, you're going to do what we tell you. That's what it's become. It's funny because back then, like you said, it was anti-establishment. Today, it's like, no, it's like almost the opposite. Can I suck the establishment's dick? Yeah, and then those who, to rebel against it, is the people they hated in the 90s, which was like upstanding people, went to church, had morals, had values, and the people in the 90s that had that, you were like, oh, you're a square, you know, down with the man. And it's today's like, I'm still down with the man, but I now have, like, standards. Yeah. 
versus letting daddy government take well, be, care of it. Being a rebel in 2023 looks like waking up at 4.30 in the morning, going to the gym, cooking a breakfast for your children. Actually, By the way, you're married and you're not going to leave her. with your kids. Knowing, knowing that you're actually a Go to work, pay your taxes, yeah. come home. We can get on a rant on this. Oh. Damn skippy. But we I will could. say, while serving, we had, in my first platoon, I my team of uh, the, the four of us, it was me, my buddy Carlos, and then I we had like two... Uh, brothers from ba- uh, Baton Rouge, and they were like b- darker than midnight with thick accents. And they were like, y'all country boys with your, uh, listen to country. He goes, you mean that emo country? He's like, that's emo music. And I was like, what are you talking about emo music? He goes, I want to kill myself listening to country. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not that bad. And that's when I started listening to lyrics. And I was like, wow, some of this shit is very depressing. Like really, really depressing. And then there's some music where the tone is depressing, but the 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 lyrics are all uplifting. Well, it's not even depressing or uplifting. Like you go back to George Jones. I mean, so drunk I could cry or whatever that song. Is. Like there, it's always. But there's a difference in whining and just saying like, "I'm sad. I got the blues, dude." And that's oh, where what's the uh, oh, muddy waters and fucking yes. all that shit. Like that has always been about you know. channeling that pain that whatever's going on in your life your girl left you you can't stop boozing you ain't got no money whatever it is and channeling that into music but then the ones now and you know past 20 years really the the emo stuff is all about i'm gonna complain about this and point the finger at somebody besides a damn mirror speaking of muddy bro give me a champagne when i'm thirsty (laughs) give me a reefer when i want to get high hey let's go (laughs) no dude it's you're right it's um it's almost if you you know it used to be like the sext of it though, whereas like country music was almost down and depressing, <laughs> rap music was was gangster and almost and violent. Well, the pop what music type of pop rap. music was that in yeah. between of like relationship happiness, blah 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 blah. Emo music was like emo kind of fell into some of the country like depressed stuff, and then rock music generally used to seem more of like anti government. And that was kind of the like or anti society or anti society anti government kind of that was like there were like each each genre like almost kind of had their own foothold into like certain emotions and certain feelings and certain like expressions. And now you're getting the crossover. Like I said, some of it's not bad, some of it's awful. I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's an interesting. And I will say, like with rock music, because again, I grew up with the '70s and '80s. Now today considered classic rock. Yep. but like the powered ballads, oh, dude, like no, that was, and, that, and that's the thing is like today you don't have that. Like I remember in middle school and high school finding the perfect power ballad to send your crush or like when you yeah. back in the day. Oh, we made mixtapes, make, bro. Mix tapes, yeah, making your man. burn tape and you'd be like, hey, these are th- these are the songs I think about when or I, I listen to when I think about you. And like you're trying to find the, the best ones after here's you download a little, uh, Here's a little Motley Crue. You know, little, little, little uh, Guns and Roses for you. Don't mind me. Oh yeah, and it was one of those like you have LimeWire and like your computer's completely infested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you bought is, a computer and it worked for about four months. Yeah. Before and it completely shit the bed. Yeah, it's a good. Time. That's that's, that's kind of thing I miss because now you just have everything streamed. Yeah. So you, there's no I'm more. Text, I'm a text girl on my Spotify playlist. I made this for you. It, well, that's that's like, where it's at, dude. Yeah, but like, it, like to me, I'm just like, I lose it. I'm like, man, like back in the day, burning a disc. Going through trying to find a disc big enough for all the songs, mm-hmm. so they have a part one, part two, and then like I'm waiting for my oldest because she's, she's kind of dabbling. She's like 
we were watching TV. She's like, was TV black and white for you or was it color? <laughs> I will punch you in the face right now. And I'm over here. I was like, <laughs> when she starts getting into music, because again, I how the hell did you know what black and white TV was? Because I watched the Andy Griffith show. Oh, okay. And you know, don't give me some throwbacks out there. Yeah. And we listened to vinyl music because my 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 mom she has records. I'm waiting for her to get older and be like, so is this how you listen to music back in the day? And be like, child, you don't you don't understand the the era that I went through. Go to your room and don't come out until I tell <laughs> until you. Until you're thirty. Yeah. Like, I broke out uh, some. Re- I collect records and vinyl, <laughs> and I have a turntable in my house. And my nephew came over. He's eleven now, but this is maybe three, four years ago. So he's like seven, and uh, he he he's looking at my records. He's like, Uncle Jerry, what are these? And I'm like, that's music, dude. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, let me show you something. And I put this record on the platter and I dropped that needle, and he's like. How is music? It blew his mind more than an iPhone, more than a computer, more than anything else. He was like, "How is music on here?" I'm like, "This is just this is how it's been done." Look, I'm gonna tell you this: I still don't understand it. I understand how it does. Like, well, I do, but at the same time, like, I still there is because, like, when you see that, it's like, how does lines? And I get its vibration and stuff on there, but like when you talk about because you're not just talking about beats and music, like. You're getting the voice on. It still blows my mind. Yeah, that there is but voice on say, plastic because of lines and stuff that, that is tr- like. It still blows my mind. Listening to music on vinyl trumps digital every, every time. Oh, I would agree. Yep. There, there's every some, time. There's something to well getting some of getting some of the the, the what do you call it? like the kickback the static or whatever, like that you hear in there too. Like, yeah, it's not even that. It's it's like, the ritual of doing it right. Well, so too, you put but, a platter. You put you you put a record on the platter. You drop the needle and then you sit down and you hear and you, you listen to the whole album yeah. and that's why we don't have albums anymore. We just we have do, but people make it's it's track number three is going to be your single. Track number seven is always going to be the second single, second hit from the record, and people just fill in with the, the artists Other literally stuff. make fi- filler songs for that shit that nobody's ever going to know. But when you when you drop a classic, let's say Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. That's just like a, such a cliche. Vi- every vinyl Pink collector. Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Of course, everybody's got that record in their and collection. They, can, they know it from top to bottom. And you just drop that needle and you sit back. You pour yourself a drink, whatever it is. You smoke your smoke your grass, whatever it is. And you just it takes an hour. It's intentional, and there's a ritual there yeah. that I think um, you know it's just not in it's just not in well, modern music anymore. And I would even say I was like, if you can't have record. A cassette tape to me sounds better than a CD yeah. or you know my phone listening to music. Well, we skipped over the whole eight track. Now. Oh no, no, <laughs> I have an eight track, and I'm waiting to blow my children's mind of like this is what music first started as, and it's so the progression. My mom found a box of VHS tapes. Oh shit! And I lit up like the Fourth of July, and I was like, "All right, we gotta get a VCR." Like, I want to see this. My daughter's like. Ugh. Why is this a tape and what is it? And I was like, this has my memories of when I was your age. And she's like, looking at it, and she's like, how? I was like, I'll show you. And we're watching it, and you can see the quality and like yeah. little static lines. I was just like, hey, that's when I was, you know, two years old. This is when I was seven. And she's like, why does it look so shitty? And I was like, first off, how dare you? I'm like, how, yeah. yeah. But then it's just like, they've been sitting in my mom's attic or like in her closet on the floor for 30 years and they some of it is degraded but you can still see most of it but then they're like it was 
I think my brother's second birthday, and my dad taped over it a football game. Hell yeah. Oh. So you're seeing it, and you're like, ah, da, 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 da. And I'm just like, oh my God. And my mom's like, your dad, we're divorced. He's like, but I'm going to kill him. Like, she's like, I never knew he taped over this birthday. And I was just like, yo, that phone call, that phone call 20 years later, you taped over. (laughs) You son of a bitch, dude. I don't even know you. What? Dude, I remember, so like, and you know, you talk about the VHS. I remember watching after it came out, watching Titanic on VHS. (sighs) Two, two two tapes, tapes. and and severely wearing out the scene mm. where Kate Winslet oh, I know is what naked I know what on the she couch. Did have nice boobs. She did wearing like that total, shit total out. Total a lot of like, guys first set. That's yeah. Yeah. Was it Fatal yeah. Attraction with the oh, the, the, oh Sharon Stone? Yeah, Sharon yeah, Stone. That. Yeah, that was a good one too. But most. I mean, I'm over there like, well, you know, we were poor, so like I had to. You got to rewind. You got to go up to it and shh, rewind it and then play. And the parents are home, and I'm like. It's a great set of tits. Yep, yep. that's a see. What you got to do is you got to hit the stop button before you hit rewind, man. Yeah, we learned this in mass yeah, media. Yeah, you're class. right. You're right. We were now, both there. Come on, play. But this is well before that, dude. This was this, this was ninety seven. It's my first date. I was taking a girl to uh, Titanic. Was it mm-hmm. middle school? Nice. She walked out of the movie and went and uh, made out. I was in sixth grade. She walked out of the movie and made out with an eighth grader uh, in the shadows and smoked cigarettes. I'll never forgive her for that. Shouldn't. She was a redhead too. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? Well, to be fair, she probably probably missed Miss Kate's tits. She's also a single mom now, so congratulations. Shout out. Now I will say, like hearing my mom's stories of like me growing up, and I was like, oh, I was, I was great. She's like, you were a piece of shit. And I I see with my kids, she's like, I my favorite VHS was 101 Dalmatians, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, she goes. You ran that out to where we had to buy it two, three times because you, that's the only thing you wanted to watch was those two movies. I was like, oh, now it's all digital, so you don't have that, oh, hey, the disc broke or the tape broke. I got to go get another one. Now it's just throw it on the stream, and it cracks me up. It's like I'm trying to show her like stuff from my childhood. It's like, oh, hey, like these are the shows I grew up with. First words, oh, these graphics suck. Kid. Yep. I can't help you with that. Well, like, I've got I've got my dude watching '90s Power Rangers. Yes. So he's been and, and weirdly enough, like he'll flash to some of the newer ones because obviously it's like better looking quality. It's still a cheap show all the way around, but oh, better yeah. quality. But like we watch some of the old ones, and like I, I'm sitting there laughing now because I'm like, well, clearly these were like box sets. They're like when you see the oh, city, yeah. like. The, oh yeah, the cities are like two feet tall, and they're using action figures to like move through them and like or, block or people them in costumes kill, like fighting, dude. Yeah, what's or, or they're yes, or I'm well, fighting in yes in in front of like two or three foot like cardboard yeah. box setups, and I'm like, that's fucking hysterical. Yeah, the, well, what you remember about Power Rangers it was and what it was the greatest thing I've yeah, ever seen. Two different so things. The some of the villains, Brian Cranston played. The villains, like he he dressed up in the, the villain costume oh, in really? his early days, Funny. and he was talking about it. And I was just like, "That's amazing!" Like, would have never guessed the putties, you know, yeah, like the or whatever. Yeah, yeah the and, and it's like, just yeah. Lord Zed, dude, uh, or the jokes. Lord Zed was later. He was super late. Rita he, and and he her her henchman too. was Goldar. Goldar. Oh was yeah, the, Goldar was the man. So you had Rita and Goldar, and then they had you Green know, Ranger was and my so boy. like the whole well, uh, poor one out for Tommy, man. Well, 
look, we aren't we aren't there yet in the in the show, but we're at the point we're getting close to where he Green gets Ranger. ready to become the White Ranger. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's a good, a good arc. That's a good transition. It's a good arc. So, Dude, he was my favorite, and he, he kept too. with it. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of them are dead now, so he's dead. Yeah, yeah. he passed away like two years ago, three years it, ago. Was that suicide? Or was it no? Overdose? I think it, his was. I think it was something else. Um, but the, I can't remember. The Asian girl Trini. The she the died yellow, in the nineties. She died in a, in a car accident. Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, Who else was, was it? It was Billy. Billy was the Blue Ranger. Yeah. Nerd. Zach was the Black Ranger. Yep. I love how the Red Ranger. They Jason. color coordinated. The black guy is the Black Ranger. The Asians the Yellow Ranger. The preppy <laughs> yeah, girl is the Pink Ranger. Yeah. Look. Look. You know. And that you was knew everybody the... wanted to be the red guy, so that's the jock. Yeah. Like, yep. Or you wanted to be Tommy when he came in, and oh, Tommy dude, the was the martial arts specialist. Oh, when he came in. That yeah. fucking ponytail, dude. dude. I wanted a ponytail. I wanted yeah. long, how he dressed. Hair. I was just like, that's well, what I the want. other funny thing about it is that, like, I don't know how much you paid attention as, as a kid, but anytime they're not Rangers, they're always in their color. Yep. So dude, there's little stuff you. Pick it was up. like Jason always wore red. Zach always wore black. Billy wore blue. Like they always wore their color when they weren't Rangers. Like at school and shit like that, they were yeah, always and, in. Their and it color. wasn't to like maybe the fourth or fifth season they started wearing normal clothes. It was, yeah. But, like, there was subtle things. And then the same thing was, like, in other shows, you know, you could see the jokes. Yeah. As a kid went over your head, but as an adult, you're like, oh, my. Now, Kimberly was one of, one of like, oh, most yeah. every guy's crush. Yeah, Like, dude. first crush. Pink Ranger. Yep. Give me that. Yeah. Her and then, oh, what was it? Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, Clarissa. Well, I, I would, well yeah, but Clarissa, oh, yes. No, 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 no I'm no, thinking, no. Uh, what's her name from Boy Meets World? Topanga. No, Topanga. no. Buffy. Dime. Buffy was. Oh, oh that's yeah. a little bit later. Sarah Michelle Gellar. That was a little bit later. Ooh. She was. She no, was, smoking, she was in Buffy though. Uh, she was smoking, but I'm thinking Topanga and Boy Meets World was, was thirty-three. Okay, so you're a few years behind us. Yeah. That Topanga makes, was. Yeah. Topanga was an absolute. Topanga was a dime. She was, but like I didn't Big. like her voice. Well, I, I wasn't looking at her voice. <laughs> we weren't asking her to speak. <laughs> I was not looking at her <laughs> voice. We so not concerned about it. TGIF. Yeah. What else was on on that shit? So there was there was Sabrina. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. Oh. It was. Hey, Carissa. Was that, there no, was, that was something like that? Was or, I can't remember the other ones. There was like four was, shows. Was it was four like a two-hour block. Yeah. I don't remember. It was Boy Meets World and it wasn't Urkel, was it? No, that was nah, 80s. That was that was earlier than that. That okay. was like Full House and Urkel. That was the 80s. Your sitcoms. Yeah. Um, Will Smith came along. Fresh Prince. Some classics, man. Why he ain't want me, man? Oh, dude, that's a wild episode. Dude, there's there's stuff like I go back now and I was like, oh, I remember this, and you're like, I don't remember this. Like this some of the story arcs, yeah, and some yep. of them, like his is like with his whole dad scene, like that I understood, but well, there's some because age wise, I mean, it's one of those things like you're not paying attention to it at the same way. Like I said, when you talk oh. about watching the Power Ranger, when you watch it, like that As was the kid. coolest thing you've ever seen in your life, and then you watch it now, you're like, oh my god, it was so like just how like Cringe. cheap and, like, fr- oh. like and fake it is, you're like, ah, oh, dear lord. So when you watch. You know those type of shows. Then you don't you don't pay near much, near that much attention to it. So, mm-hmm. I used to grow up. I used to watch Seinfeld all the time. Still like, love that I've show. That show holds every, up. I I've stand probably by seen it. every exact every damn episode they've ever put on because I would watch it. Like because I, there are certain shows I wasn't allowed to watch. Like mm-hmm. I could not watch The Simpsons oh, for the longest time. No. So Same. I had to. I, I watched Seinfeld. So I I've seen every damn episode of Seinfeld, and it's even as a kid I was like this is this is fucking hysterical. So, no, I remember growing up behind my mom's back, MTV. I think it was MTV Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, yes. my that was such a mean good one. Gene. Yes. And I remember my mom. It was no to South Park, no to Beavis and Butthead, no to Simpsons. So anytime I spent time with other friends, mm-hmm. hey man, 
your mom's cool. Are we able to watch this? He's like, that's for children. He's like, you want to watch this celebrity death match? And I was it like, was freaking. Oh my god! I was like, this is hysterical, dude. And I was like, I love this. Like, there's some stuff where I was like, if you brought that back today, it would not fly. I like, probably, but like that. that but it would show be hysterical. Absolutely, it would be hysterical. I would love to see Kanye versus Lil Wayne celebrity death match. That'd be dope. Oh shit! Uh, Modern celebrity death match. I mean, go ahead and just line up Elon Kim Kardashian and, uh, what's versus Zuckerberg. Kim Kardashian versus J Lo. Hell yeah! Oh, the battle, battle, the battle, battle the asses. Dude. That's what that'd be. Like, yeah. and there's some stuff where like you saw like because you had competitors like you would know, be. Had, it would first of all, it'd be Kanye versus Pete Davidson. <laughs> Man, it'd be Kanye versus everybody. Everybody at this, at this point, point yeah. Oh, I can't wait for the next Kanye album. Donnie <laughs> Trump versus Joe Biden in a celebrity <sighs> death match. That would be hysterical. Boy, good boy, Lord, that would be fucking. Make it like Obama's the referee. Oh. And then it has to be like a whole like him about versus Hillary? the whole How thing. How about Hillary is the ref? Ooh. No, Hillary's no, going Hillary's to gonna come out in the end and like kill save somebody. D. Trump. And it's going to be like, oh, she, he joined her. He can't do this battle at the beach all uh, all over again. Yeah. Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. Dude, I, oh. first, we need to petition MTV to bring this back. Dude, that, yes. We just bring it back and call it something else. Uh, and now we've come full circle to trademark law. Hey, and yeah. we're back. That's and what we're back. That's what you call a show in the business, so, boys. Look, so before we roll out here, man. Uh, speaking of of DT, got, um, y'all, I guess you saw the uh, the old George indictment has come through. So yeah, Jeez. and I think God this Lord. is what's going to happen. They're going to wait until that the the day after because you have to cut off before you can like throw your name into it. Once that cutoff hits, all these indictments are going to drop. Oh, they will. Well, they set the trial for the day before the Super Tuesday primaries. Which Trump ain't gonna be at the fucking primaries, anyways. Yeah, uh, and that's this, the thing is like it's and and uh, he doesn't need to be at the, at the at the clip that he's like ahead of everybody. Like so he's got no reason. You got to start looking past Trump and Biden because I think so many people are focusing on that. Are focused on that, and nobody wants. Nobody seems to want either of those. I could tolerate Trump, but at seventy eight, I have the same problem with him that I had with Biden a few years ago, which is, Age. man, you fucking. Let's get a nice young sixty-year-old in there. No, what like is it? That. Uh, who is it? The Kennedy, the the, the other Kennedy? Robert, Kennedy. Robert Kennedy. Yeah, I saw his like his little workout video and whatnot. When I saw, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna run for president. I'm gonna do this, this, and this." And he's like speaking out against uh, Biden. I saw a T-shirt that says, "The CIA hasn't been this happy since the last Kennedy." And I was like, "God." <laughs> damn. The only problem for him, I can't listen to him, man. His voice his is voice just is, so his voice is tough, so grating. The oh, look, the only component that Trump has is that for one, he's still actually physically able right now which you know whatever i just want to like if if he gets in and gets to expose a lot of the stuff that you're already seeing like that's what i want because i don't know if anybody else getting in office will do that like shit is exposed we're at a point where we're at a point so you've got the exposure but you need the the actual prosecution like shit done and i don't know if that's going to happen we're at a point where so many people are dug in on either side that it doesn't matter what proof you show them Mm-mm. They are not going to budge. So we're really at an impasse with like maybe 50% of the country. So you got a quarter of the country that will not hear anything but Trump, Trump. is God. You got a quarter of the country that says, no, Trump is evil. Bad. He's the the worst thing. And so Joe Biden is our default or just whoever the Democratic Party wants to prop up. Then you have the rest of us who are like, hey, can we can we just fucking like have some lower taxes and be productive and be good citizens. Affordable gas. Bit of this, Thank bit you. Of that. Dude, I also love how like the government's dropping all this. Aliens are real. Oh, UFOs yeah. are real. Project Bluebeam, dude. Dude, all these things are getting exposed. And I'm like, yeah, 
And people who called me a conspiracy theorist were like, dude, you, you, you were right about the aliens. And my favorite thing I tell them is loyal to the foil. Like, Look, dude, not if, a conspiracy theorist. If they're theory. giving you a king, that means they have an ace. Mm-hmm. All, that's, all, that's the one thing that is. And if somebody's willing to give you a king, they've got an ace. So what else is happening? I mean, obviously there's plenty, but it's always done. It's it's done at, at the most accurate times for this and that. Like, And that's the components. Like, yeah, we're getting some information, but like, we're not getting it all. Like, I want it all. I want it. Like, let's start from, from scratch. Like, expose it all like, completely. Oh, yeah. Actually give like give people the justice that is served for all this crap and then let's start it over and mm-hmm. actually and, and begin from there but there's just the, some of the corruption man as much as it can be needs to be dealt with handled however that happens whoever handles it like just it needs to be done with and then we can roll from there but that's that's the main component it's like we got to something's got to be done yeah so however we get to that point just f- fucking like <laughs> let's like drain the swamp drain it from China. From China. And Mexico's going to pay for it. And Mexico will pay for it, That's okay? Great. Maybe one of those southern Mexican countries like Panama. I don't know. I don't know, guys. You know, either way, they're all bad. All right, gentlemen. I have the best swamp. We're going to bring it in. I have the greatest swamp of all time, okay? If you've ever best seen swamp a swamp. You've, ever seen, you've never seen a swamp like this. Have you guys been to Mar-a-Lago? I keep a swamp out back, okay? It's called the Everglades. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Joe Biden, do you know what a swamp is? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. I poop my pants. Come on, man. I just <laughs> that motherfucker. What did he say? What did he say the other day? Something like, like "Daddy a- owes you some ice cream" oh or some God. shit like that. Like, it just <laughs> hey, dude. Do, he's just so unaware. Like everyone thinks, everyone knows you like to sniff kids' hair and you like to lick ice cream. Everybody knows this. Did you? There's a video in the White House. There's a video he was on stage, and I guess there was like a family like on stage with him, and like the mom's holding like an infant baby, and like as soon as he gets done talking, like he starts, it's like he like makes eye contact with the baby, he just starts like shuffling towards him, and like one of his like wranglers has to grab. He's like, no, no, Joe. He's like, looks back. He's like, and like looks back at the kid, and they're like, no, let's go. And he's like, okay, no, but I'm the president. I gotta touch that baby. I gotta touch that baby. Dude, I, what did, I gotta shake know. babies and kiss hands. Exactly. Uh, we are, uh, unfortunately, we are like this is the start of election season. For the is. next year. Yep. For it's the next year, wild. get ready for it. I'm Me here. personally, I'm gonna be. You know what? My we'll, thing. Don't worry, guys. A, we'll, we're gonna avoid, hold an election countdown here. I'm gonna avoid everything as I can, and uh, I'm gonna vote red when it counts. Look, we're gonna keep you updated on here. We'll 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 keep you guys you know in the loop of what's going on around the yeah. country. I'm, I'm gonna be one of those ballot count, counters. I'm gonna I'm gonna be counting them ballots, making well, sure they're all there. Well, you're gonna get Hillary hey. or Clinton <laughs> or whatever they call it. Never been a better time to buy a gun. That's what I feel. <sighs> or ammo. All right, guys. That's just expensive. <laughs> all right, guys. It's been a uh, been a good run, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Glad you could uh, enlighten us with some of the uh, the natty guard. Give us some information about you know weekend warriors. Hey, I do. I actually I want to have you back because I want to like I want to hear the stories that you heard from people about January sixth. If you had if you had buddies that were like deployed to like BLM riots and shit like that. That's the shit we need to get on. The the riots that were here in Atlanta. Yeah, there was. I was. I didn't went to it, but I was at Clay National Guard. And that's where I was working because I was with aviation. So I had to run the radios. And our unit 
worked with the ADA, uh, the medevac unit just for if case, if somebody got hurt, we were able to respond with them. And dude, so many people were like, Oh, you're, you're putting in martial law. And I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm just trying to get a paycheck. Did they even give <laughs> y'all guns people are down? burning down buildings? No, no. Like all the national guard soldiers, like actual MPs and like those who are trained in riot control had nothing. And they're like, dude, what happens if they start shooting at us? Well, you have Atlanta PD, and half Atlanta PD was like, later, player. <laughs> like, GSP didn't even want to go into Atlanta. Like, that's how bad it was. So then, then your, old, your good old rednecks come up with guns. Yeah, come and on. Now you got a damn. Shout out Southside. Hey, now you got an absolute, you know, civil war, I guess, on your hands again. That might be where we're going, buy a gun. Look, it ain't Let's far off. That thing, get some training. It ain't far off. All right. As long as a guy named Sherman doesn't burn out Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> it won't be a Sherman. It'll be this Richard time. Sherman this time around. Marty, take us out, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, obviously, you can uh, check us out on a podcast at uh, Spotify or Apple or any of the major uh, major uh, listens there. But you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram as well. Feel free to comment if you got any questions. You want something answered? Let us know. We want to hear it. We got give us give us your complaints. Your 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 loves, whatever you want to tell us about this podcast, and uh, we'll kind of try to make it better or worse for you. Honestly, we don't give a shit, but love to hear some feedback. Uh, all right, gentlemen, y'all have a good evening. Thank you again, Thank and you. Uh, until next time.